1: skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer
0: get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co
1: that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco
0: after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you
2: The easiest way to stay motivated to do something is to make sure it's the thing that you like, but also to not focus on the numbers, the metrics, the people around you. I think whether it's a race or a run or the leaderboard, it's really easy to get caught up in where you stand, in the numbers, in the paces, in the distance. There's always someone to compare yourself to, including your past self and your future self. I think that the best thing you can do for yourself is to stay in the present moment. Know that every day is going to feel different. Know that there are going to be great days on the run.
3: It's more than just your output, more than a fight.
1: Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 221. This is Crystal O'Keefe.
0: And this is Tom O'Keefe. Hello. Hi. So I guess we you know, we should maybe just lead off with the fact uh, we had someone post, Eric Goodman. Right? It was Eric, yeah. Uh, that we hadn't done a Zoom in a while, so we thought, let's do a Zoom. Yeah. So we'll just plug that right here. Right here. It's It's the shameless plug before the shameless plugs. And we're going to do one a week from Saturday. So that's the 20
1: (laughs) i believe it's the 28th but now you're making me second guess Uh myself but yeah i'm pretty sure it's the 28th yeah two saturdays
0: so if you're listening to this on friday not tomorrow right like don't right you know
1: it is the 28th yeah okay
0: so uh if you enjoy our zooms then uh
1: yeah we're thinking like uh 6 p.m central 7 p.m eastern 4 p.m pacific we don't really get a lot of mountain joiners. Yeah. So 5 p.m.
0: And if you've never done one of our Zooms, you should swing on by. The It's yeah, fine. It's, it's just kind of hanging out. It's, it's nothing. There's no
1: pressure. Yeah. Like, it's not like, you know, you have to know something or yeah. interact if you don't yeah. want to. If you don't
0: want to talk, you don't have to. You no. can just hang out. But, and, uh, and
1: we don't just talk Peloton, although I will say it's like 90% <laughs> Peloton. We do just kind of get on some random conversations, which sure. I love. I love hearing people's information. Their thoughts about things.
0: Absolutely. And if you want the link for that, you should just join the group. If you join the Facebook group for the clip out and we'll post it in there and you can uh, you can come on in when it's time.
1: Yeah. Definitely
0: so so, uh, what pray tell do you have in store for people this week?
1: Oh my gosh, I just got home and you expect me to know what i'm talking about You're the
0: one that hit record (laughs) I'm just sitting here
1: We are going to talk about these treads that that are there's a fix ready We're going to talk to dr. Jen about how to celebrate fitness milestones and uh, we're going to talk about another peloton lawsuit We're going to talk about Met Pros dropping by. Is it really as simple as calories in versus calories out? Uh, We've got tons of instructor news. We've got all kinds of things.
0: Awesome. Well, before we get to all that, shameless plugs. These are the actual shameless plugs. Now, just to be clear, <laughs> uh, you can uh, find us wherever you get your podcasts: uh, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, iHeart. Wherever you find a podcast, you can find us. And while you're there, be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. If you would be so kind as to leave us a review, that's always helpful. We have a new review. Woo! This is from Vegan Mom Three Girls. Okay. So it says... She's a busy mom. Yes. And it says, I need to stop listening to the clip out.
4: No! So
0: says my husband sometimes. Uh But in reality, I need to actually thank Crystal and Tom because of the clip out. I love my Peloton even more. I have the tonal. She works out (laughs) with a Met Pro coach and I'm studying for the (laughs) NASM. And personal training cer- certification oh well, my let word let me know how
1: that is going i wonder
0: what level she's at on best fiends <laughs> 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 but besides being entertaining and funny the clubbot simply helps me keep up with everything fel- peloton i feel part of the community just listening so thank you very much and the leaderboard name is vegan mom three girls so okay. you can go find her there she said more but uh, I, I don't want to bog it down too much but thank you so much thank for the, you so for much the nice review wow and uh so, if you've already left a review, because a lot of people have, and you're like, well, well what more can I do? You could uh, maybe share an episode on Instagram, yeah. Facebook, wherever you do your social media, uh, <laughs> that's always super helpful as well. So, you can also find us on Facebook if you want to interact. Facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page, join the group. And, of course, sign up for our newsletter at theclipout.com. Oh, one more. You can watch these on YouTube, YouTube.com slash the clip out there. There, there's all that. Let's uh, let's dig in, shall we?
5: We shall. Run, lift, and live with John Mills.
0: So, joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube is John Mills. Hey, John, how's it going? How's it going? What's
6: happening?
1: Bringing that energy, I, I love it.
6: Right, we're ready to go. <laughs> ready to go. Actually, I almost wasn't ready to go. I couldn't find my grandpa shark shirt. Oh no! This is the. That's the only one I can find. So, I'm thinking about, I'm, I might have to do some interrogations. You do know, you I think Eric is
1: throwing them away when you're not? I don't know. Because, like, you I had four, and now you're down to just this one. I'm right. a little concerned. Yeah. I'm, I'm,
6: I'm thinking about setting up surveillance, yeah. all kinds of stuff. I it's don't know. It's probably cheaper to just
0: buy a new shirt. Hell
6: <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe I'll just do that.
0: <laughs> I'm just, like, weighing the... Cost-effective okay, ROI. Fine, yeah, fine. I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. <laughs> Invest in high-tech surveillance equipment, or buy another twelve-dollar T-shirt. <laughs> Call me crazy. you you're probably onto something. You yeah. might be something. <laughs> so, I guess uh jumping in, Peloton announced this week that they have a fix for the tread, not the tread plus. That's right. But the
3: Tread.
1: Yeah, the smaller Tread. And this is the one for anybody out there who who may still be confused because I get this all the time. The smaller Tread is the one that had an issue with the screen falling off randomly right. as you were using it. So it should have been a much quicker repair than the Tread Plus. One
0: would think. Oddly enough, I right. thought we waited all this time. It turned out it was duct tape. And <laughs> I thought that was odd. <laughs> I...
1: Well, you know, it's interesting. They're they just, actually don't say what the fix is. They're
0: mailing everyone right. Gorilla Glue.
1: No, but what they are doing is sending, now they call him an engineer. I right. love how you guys just keep going. And it's a gorilla.
0: <laughs> a guy in a gorilla costume comes to your house. Costume, and he has to glue, and, and, and he just... You're good. <laughs> You're good He says it in gorilla <laughs> though all good. Whatever that is
1: <laughs> However you speak gorilla right, I don't know I, Yeah Yeah <laughs> Does he have You're like? Not- does he like Pause for the commercial At the end Does he like Hold it up Yeah Just so everybody Can get a picture
0: <laughs> While he's there Have him test out Your Samsonite luggage <laughs> That's a joke for our over 50 crowd. Yeah, that's some old people that, yeah. that just yeah. started cracking up. Yeah. Falling yes. all out. Yes, I got it. I got it. Laughing very heartily.
1: <laughs> um. Okay, but really, this email that they sent out... First of all, was an email. They didn't announce it in their like press release. So I thought that was interesting how they chose to go about this because they had to know the second they started sending these emails out, like we were going to get wind of it. Also, John, why do you get this email when you don't have the tread? You have a tread plus. Uh, I'm a little curious about that. (laughs)
6: <laughs> Which is, you know, when I first read it, I just assumed it was the Tread Plus, because like you said, why would I be getting it? Right. Oh, so you don't I know. Read it again. <laughs> I don't know why. I, and then I went, wait a minute. This is the Tread. Okay. Well, you know, towards the bottom of the email, it does give you information on, we don't really have anything for the Tread Plus yet, but, you know, we're still working on it. But so I have a Tread
1: Plus. That's the only plus, reason I
6: can think of. I have a Tread like, Plus and that, I
1: never got the email.
6: Oh, really? Yeah. No, I don't I have
1: I have no so, clue. I have yeah.
0: no idea. They're trying to keep this information off the clip out.
1: Well, they failed. <laughs> <laughs> they shouldn't have sent a John. I will
6: never get a trade update email ever again. This is I have no clue.
1: But they're not saying it's interesting. I mean, I know what the fix is. They're going to send people to your house, an engineer, apparently, because now we don't call them a technician. And the engineer is going to probably like put some new screws in and maybe some like Loctite, you know, and then um, right. and then they're going to call it good to go. But right. the interesting thing is that they didn't they didn't say that. But you can go in and you can schedule it. And they also didn't say when you can start buying the treadmill.
6: Yeah, you know, I, I've, you know, my initial thought when I heard when I saw the email, which Erica still hasn't gotten at all. Also, so hmm. it's so not just, just you.
4: you, just you, <laughs> just you. Okay, me. maybe okay. they're only. <coughs> hang
0: on, hang on. Have we entertained the notion that they're only fixing John's treadmill?
1: Maybe, maybe they, <laughs> they <are>. might just
0: <laughs> <laughs> like no one else is getting. Yeah, you're the problem, over, John. Yeah. And they're gonna come over. they the fix
6: it. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when they, I got the email though. It, it, what's interesting is that when they announced that they were going to do the recall, if I remember right, that was like a day or two before the earn, last earnings call. Right,
1: right, right. Well, and so right, it, it was. And I, I think, I think they are following that same model because, because I heard that we're supposed to start seeing the treadmills in the stores on the twenty fourth.
6: Yes, I saw you said that. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. So the first thing that came to mind for me was they had this three-month period to do something you would think they wouldn't want to be entertaining questions about the tread repair, which supposedly is just a loose screen, uh, again, on the next earnings call. So my original thought was, oh, yeah, they have to say something. They have to say that they came, you know, they worked with CPSC. They got an approved fix. And I was questioning whether or not we would really see that fix. Like, was did they realize the fix, or it was just we've we've uh, we've, <laughs>
4: we've come up with
6: a, <laughs> we've come up with a fix, but we haven't manufactured it yet. Oh, that was I my f- original thought. Like, we've come up with a fix, we haven't manufactured it, but we're going to s- talk to it before the earnings call. Until you mentioned that, oh, they're talking about putting them back in the showrooms on the twenty fourth and potentially. You know, selling them again immediately after that. So well, and and um,
1: my understanding is they're thinking that the sale date will show up. Like we're going to hear the sale date on the earnings call. So I don't have like, I don't have an inclination or I don't have an indication rather of, you know, when that sale date's going to be. is it are we talking months right. from now? You know, is it right around the corner because, I still think that it's possible whatever they're manufacturing is not ready. But if it's right. just Loctite, I wouldn't think this is that big of a deal. Just like squeeze right. some extra glue on it as it goes out the door and we're good to go, right? It can't right, be that simple. Right. It can't be that simple.
6: It, it can't be. So, I, I think yeah, I think my original thought now that now we're talking about it is probably right, that it's mm-hmm. not quite <laughs> – Ready. But I think it makes for a good, you know, uh, update. Yeah. In the earnings call. It, it we, will we, help. Got it. we got our idea. We got our, our concept and our design approved through the CPSC. So.
1: But but if, if they thought it was going to be mid to late July. Right. And now it's mid to late August. That does not bode well for the Tread Plus. I'm just saying.
0: I don't know. I yeah. think the federal government only running four weeks behind schedule sounds pretty on track. All right, that's not too bad.
6: <laughs> All right, that's right. Like, that's a
1: fair point. Fair point.
6: <laughs> so yeah, I mean, yeah, and and I hear you though. I mean, the tread but affected like some six thousand plus machines, whereas the tread plus affected like some hundred and twenty five thousand machines, and they were more severe. Like yeah, I know they said that there were some injuries with the screen, but. It was more severe. So I would assume that they've got to be really kind of thinking through that thing. And there's going to be a lot more design and conversation and work with the CPSC. So I expected it to take time. Um, But I hear you. It doesn't it doesn't bode. Well, it's not like tomorrow. We're probably we're likely not going to get another email tomorrow about the Tread Plus. No,
1: I'd say it's going to be several months.
0: Yeah, I I, I will agree with that. I think if it was going to be that quick, they would have just waited to do them both at once rather than right meal. And if they thought they were, you know within shouting distance of, of being ready to announce.
1: Maybe we'll get an idea yeah. of like, maybe they'll say on the earnings call, this is like what? I, no, they won't. They won't because they've already yeah. said a million times. They're not going to tell us anything till the CPSC you yeah. know, actually gives their okay. So unless that happens, they're not going to give us any indication because they, they're tired right. of hearing about it. They're so tired of hearing yeah. about it. You know, it's bad when on the, you know, it's bad when on the OPP, they, they close off the comments every time somebody asks the question. And they they don't close off the comments for anything.
4: Yeah.
6: <laughs> <laughs> that does say yeah, nothing. If you say Trend Plus, you're done. I'm still questioning whether or not. I mean. How is it? Is it really coming back? I don't know.
1: I really thought so from the beginning, but I know Tom. Tom was like instantly like you're never seeing another tread plus ever again. <laughs> like I mean, he said that do to I, me. He said that to me do like, have, like in a day. collector's item. Is
6: <laughs> I, this like?
1: I think, I think it's at least possible that that's the case. It, it, it may not look what it, the way it looks now. Put it that way.
6: That right. I would not surprise me. So. I mean, if I could, if I could carry it, if I could carry it down into my basement and cover it up with tarp and keep it pristine, thirty years from now, will there be like ten
0: left in existence? It could be. I mean, you see that with there was that uh, uh, there's an Apple com- the, what's considered the first Apple computer. I think it was called Lisa, and that goes yeah. for like twenty or thirty thousand dollars. I mean, it's su- because it's con- it it was the precursor to apple and they didn't make right. that many of them and who keeps old technology and yeah right so
1: i don't know i mean we're definitely just making right you know
0: it's just conjecture It is conjecture. <laughs> yes. so uh right. speaking of conjecture do we read anything into the fact that peloton is ending the uh the the t-shirt program for <laughs> digital members
1: you yeah. know, it's weird because for years they didn't give it to digital members, and then they started giving it to digital members, and now they're taking it back from digital members.
0: Do you think people were <laughs> abusing
1: it somehow? I mean, may- maybe. I don't know. It's on their couch. Watching <laughs> Well I mean so I, I've, I've always plus, wondered I've got digital digital running. Like <laughs> I'm not trying to take away from any digital members because I know there's lots of people that that's that's their preferred method. Sure. So do not do not misunderstand. Right. But but I will right. say It would be easy to abuse the system because since it's digital, it's not calculating your mileage. It's not. So so my point being, you could just be sitting on the couch while it's running on your phone or whatever. And like and it's racking up a class now at the end of the day. Does that really matter, though? I think
0: (laughs) I think the real abuse would be if people were creating multiple accounts to get more than one shirt like whether or not You actually did the class ultimately The only person you're robbing is yourself exactly I mean right. they, if they had, right. if they budgeted If you're a member and you get a shirt Then whatever like they you know Right but I, I think the bigger Issue would be if people if They found that the digital people were some I shouldn't say the digital people like They're all doing it if there were people <laughs> With digital memberships that Were abusing it and and figuring Out an end run to get multiple shirts you know,
1: but even then, why would you do that? Like, like it doesn't mean anything unless you put in the work. Like, people I just don't even. Weird. People are. So I, I just people want three oh.
0: things. You want me to tell you my radio stories no. of the prize pigs no. that <laughs> would come to the remotes to I get love the that passes? You have name for that's them. what. That's what everybody in the radio calls them. Prize I know, pigs. But it's people funny. that would just Go I mean I still remember some of their names And like to this day if I do a ticket Giveaway at the arena They still show up I see the same Names they just go from Place to place they want to win stuff I can't even imagine but there's always but their been, Houses must look there's
1: old. always been people that have taken Advantage sure. of things that peloton Has yeah. done do you really think they care about a seven Dollar t-shirt or whatever it costs Like I don't know it's just it's odd to me It's odd Genre. I that won thing one
6: thing on the radio once in my life. And was it was it like in 1987. <laughs> would you win? No, but I need to win some more Grand <laughs> Tickets to, to see the Sugar Hill Gang. <laughs> I, I, I won tickets to an uh, Eddie Murphy tour. Like, oh, oh, my
0: God. That's now. amazing. Now that's a prize. <laughs> that's a What's prize.
6: Hilarious. I What's hilarious. Was. I was a huge Eddie Murphy fan sure. in 87. So who I was like, who do I take? So I, I my uncle was like a huge fan. But my best friend, I wanted to take him, so I took my best friend. Turns out he didn't like Eddie Murphy at all. So I'm sitting there what? cracking up, and he's just—I'm st- like, this is the worst ever. Did you who stop, doesn't like did Eddie you stop Murphy? Being friends with that guy,
0: <laughs> who doesn't like Eddie Murphy? I regretted much, not taking my uncle.
1: I bet. Horrible. Yeah,
0: that's insane. I don't can't that's even insane, process right? not liking Eddie Murphy circa 1987. Yeah. That's he like, wasn't laughing at none of the jokes.
6: What's Are horrible. you still
1: friends with this person? Please say no. Nah, I don't stop. Okay. Good. Okay. That's good. Family first, John. Family first. 87.
6: <laughs> so that would have
0: been, he would have been like, uh, that would have been right before he filmed Raw, right? That would have
1: oh right man before, yeah. so yeah. he was working on the 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 actual material going into raw oh john he was still working yeah that's, yeah. that's amazing that you got to see i never that.
0: got to see him and he was getting ready to announce a big tour it was all booked right before covid and they had to put the yeah. kibosh on it was going to go coming to america too, and then they were going to roll out with <sighs> with a big tour his, his for his return to stand up, and he was going to go play arenas. And I was like, mm. closest city, we're going because I figured it wouldn't come here. And right. uh, and so I was I because I've never seen him. He's one of the few like comedy legends I've never seen. So I am super yeah. jealous that you want uh, Eddie Murphy. Tickets. Well, yeah, it was awesome. Oh, it was
6: awesome. Yeah, I, oh, bet. Was awesome. I yeah. bet. Yeah, I just brought the wrong person with me. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> should have been like go wait, I want car. Yeah. go wait in the car yeah wait in the car like go buy me a t-shirt
4: <laughs> <laughs> but you know
6: relative to this thing with the t-shirts with peloton i just kind of saw this as aligning to what they've been talking about generally about their funnel right oh. isn't this just another thing to say well if you want a shirt Drop twenty five hundred on that, but do you you think
0: that would really move the needle?
1: Yeah, like why? I can't imagine a
0: shirt motivates somebody to pull the trigger on a bike. Like I get what you're saying, big picture. That thing, yeah, it's like
1: it's. But if it okay, but it
0: it might be the tipping point. so I I I don't get the metrics. (laughs) I don't get this. Now
6: I don't get shirt. They
1: get. So I don't get the shirt.
6: Oh hell no. (laughs)
1: but i thought they did get the met like some of the metrics now don't they get i mean they get they get something they get some kind of feedback or something i don't know never i don't know i don't know (laughs)
4: know.
6: never been a digital but that's how i saw this i just saw it as like pulling pieces away from what you might get from digital versus what you might get
1: better best
6: or connected license yeah
1: okay uh, you know, but you're right. Uh, I hear you.
6: Maybe how much that moved the needle. I don't maybe know.
1: it is that because they did just promise four million memberships over to uh, United Healthcare, and they were like, "Ooh, that's oh, a lot of t-shirts." That's a good <laughs> point.
0: <laughs> that's a really you I mean, know what? That's I think t-shirts. I honestly like. I think now that we've talked this out, I think that's the answer. I <laughs> think they're like, if we're giving away this many free digital memberships. We can't be throwing all these
1: t-shirts. You know what? What? Just to add, just to add to the point that that makes sense. It ends August thirty first, and you and the the United Healthcare thing starts on September second.
6: What? You see, there was some accountant. He was like, (laughs) yeah, four million. (laughs) Times 1999. Oh, hell no. Cancel that. Cancel that. That's out.
1: All right. Well, okay. we figured it out. We, we figured it, it. <laughs> out.
0: It took the three of us, but we figured it out. So, okay. Good to know. And I'm still insanely jealous that you saw Eddie Murphy.
1: Yeah. Man, Tom doesn't get performer jealous very don't. often, but there's that not is paramedic. a good one. Like
0: they, I know a guy that saw Nirvana. Mm-hmm. Like, they played St. Louis once in a club, like,
1: Two, a million years ago. A million
0: years ago. So it's like, yeah. And, you like, know,
6: and then add it. You know, you you, know, you buy the gear. I was buying stuff. I don't have any of that stuff anymore. What? Like, I wasn't a collector. I'm, like, wearing it. You know, like, it's all gone. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah. And I also still apologize to my uncle for, you know, for the past 30 plus you years. You sh- need
0: to. You do. You need <laughs> to. Need to. <laughs> that
6: you absolutely need
0: to. Man. I only have, I like, I only have one comedy <sighs> thing like that in terms of, like, I saw them And now it's weird but like i like when you saw him he was working raw i saw bill cosby when he was doing what would become himself tour the dad is great he he gives us chocolate cake like that whole thing and it was wow and so and like now it's like i can't even brag about it (laughs) because it's all weird yeah now it's weird yeah now it's weird now it's just sad now you can't tell nobody yeah but Um. uh but anyway on that note on that weird note (laughs) Let's wrap oh, not, up. that strange. note. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
6: All right. So
0: <laughs> thanks for joining us until next time. Where can people find you?
6: You can find me on Facebook, my run, lift and live page or group. They can find me on Instagram, run, lift and live or at run, and
0: If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle.
1: to get free shipping
5: getting this psychological edge with dr jen
0: joining us once again is dr jen Mann, licensed marriage family and child therapist and sports psychology consultant you may know her from vh1's couples therapy with dr jen or vh1's family therapy with dr jen she also has a long-running radio show the dr jen show And she's written four best-selling books, including The Relationship Fix, Dr. Jen's Six-Step Guide to Improving Communication, Connection, and Intimacy. And most importantly, she loves her Peloton, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, and all points in between. It's Dr. Jen. Hello.
1: Hello. Hello. Good to have you back again. We have another question for you from the Clip Out community. This one is from Ashley Gallowina. Uh, She says her biggest problem is motivating or being happy after she completed a big goal. Goal. For example, running a marathon and then the aftermath. She trained all that time and then it's time to take it easy for a week or two. But in your in her mind, she's fighting a lack of motivation to continue to the next goal. That is a real thing. Did you feel that after your marathon when you are your marathon you know, when you did them?
5: You know, I did a marathon in 1999. It was such a huge accomplishment for me. Like, it, for me, I really was able to celebrate it. Like, it, it, I felt so good about having completed that. And now understand, I did it in five hours and 20 minutes. Like, I, you know, I'm no Usain Bolt by any means. I'm no Beck Gentry, but I was just so happy to complete My goal was to complete it without needing to crawl. I was like, I'm fine walking, I'm fine running. As long as I don't have to crawl, I'm pleased. So I think that. This person really needs to examine what is holding her back from experiencing the joy of these monumental occasions. I mean, running a marathon is a really big deal. Like, not everybody does that in a lifetime. It's a huge accomplishment. And I think part of the question for her to ask herself is, where else am I holding back in my life from feeling joy? Is this isolated to that I'm not letting myself enjoy goal accomplishments or are there other areas in my life where I'm not allowing myself to enjoy a precious moment with my family or someone I love or a promotion at work or a project I I completed at the office or a, a great moment with my child. So what's holding her back? And what is her resistance to recognizing her own greatness? Did she get a message as a child? Did she get a message growing up that, you know, sometimes there are families where people say like, oh, don't get too big for your britches or like, oh, you know, you think you're all that, which is so unhealthy. And I think it's important to look at where did you get the idea that you should not be celebrated? Where did you get the idea that this is not a fantastic accomplishment? Where did you get the idea that you should be smaller than you are. And I mean that metaphorically, that to me, when when you do something like this, like this is worth celebrating, like this is worth internally celebrating, but also with the people who you love. And I remember after I ran the LA marathon in 99, and it was for me, it was huge accomplishment. It's still something that is like a really cool thing in my life that I feel really proud of and my mom gave me a bracelet with a note saying like congratulations this is amazing please don't do it again
4: <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> but she really saw like how much it took out of me to train all year long and she really celebrated it with me and i think we like went out to dinner and i think that also really letting the people in your life who are closest to you know, how important something is, and to and to encourage them to celebrate it with you. And for me, that goal was so huge. It was so important to me. I let everyone close to me know, like, <laughs> this is monumental. This, this is a bucket list thing. This is something I always dreamed of, of doing and didn't know that I could, if I could accomplish it. And like, we're going to celebrate when I'm done with this. Like, this is a big deal. I don't need to do it more than once. (laughs) But like, this is something I really want to do. And I think that she also needs to surround herself with people who are ready to celebrate with her. And and interestingly enough, and I talked about this in my book, The Relationship Fix, that there are studies that show that couples who celebrate milestone events and important moments like that have more successful relationships tend to stay together longer and tend to have a better quality of relationship.
0: Interesting. Yeah, to yeah. me, this kind of has an air maybe of like imposter syndrome. I, like, I know I do it sometimes. I know you do it sometimes, yikes. Crystal, uh, which is like you create these things, these goals you want to achieve. And then once you achieve them, you're like, well, if I did it, it couldn't be that hard, you know, and, and, I
5: think,
0: and you instantly and that's a downgrade. Great
5: point. And, and I think that that's a, a great reveal from you. And I think it's something that other people will relate to. And I think instead of that kind of mindset of, well, if I did, it must not be that hard. Uh, it needs to be, wow, I did it. I'm so cool. Like, I'm amazing. Like I did, I underestimated myself. Like Wow, like I'm so amazing. Like, I mean again, I look back on that marathon. I don't care that I did it five hours and 20 minutes, like and did it in like five minutes. <laughs> but, but to me, like I really looked at who I am, how I felt about running and where I was in terms of running when I started and what my goals were. I made appropriate goals and I really let myself celebrate. And I think that we all need to celebrate ourselves more. And I think we need to give ourselves the room to do that. And like I mentioned before, she really should look at what is going on that she's resistant to celebrating herself, that she's so hard on herself. And where did she learn that? Who Whose voice has she internalized that that's where she's going?
0: And I was like, what what part of the Midwest are you from? I know. I'm thinking she is. This is a
5: Midwest thing. It's very Midwestern.
0: (laughs) I'm sure it happens everywhere. Yeah. But it just feels like it's kind of in the water. Yeah. Like what you were saying
1: about like too big for your britches. Like I was raised on that. I can't
0: tell you how many times I heard that as a kid. Yeah. Same. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Same.
5: Every day. I know. Just for the record, I know people on both coasts who have gotten that message as well. But I totally
0: get where you're coming from. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for all of that, um, until next time, where can people find you?
5: People can find me on all social media at Dr. Jen Man, two ends on Jen, two ends on man, and uh, in Style Magazine, online, Hump Day with Dr. Jen. I have a weekly column where I talk about relationships and sex.
1: Awesome. awesome. Thank you.
5: Peloton in court. Who's suing Peloton now?
0: So Peloton is uh, getting sued. We've got two peloton lawsuits it's this been week. A big week yeah it's been a little bit since somebody sued peloton they were about to lay off a couple lawyers but uh thankfully somebody stepped up and kept Phew. them kept them in business and so the lawyers get to stick around for another couple weeks yeah. while they handle these so they're being sued uh, first off for improperly charging sales tax
1: yeah it's interesting so um i've had some people weigh in on this uh attorney's Weigh in on this. That mm-hmm. said, that um, this really isn't uh, that big of a deal because what they're what they're talking about is not being able to charge sales tax on digital goods, but. Because um, Peloton does theirs a little bit differently, that Peloton should be okay. However, I have also had lawyers weigh in that say, absolutely not. This this qualifies as digital and there is it's very black and white, it's very clear, especially in Massachusetts, and so they are going to they're going to lose. Um, I have no idea uh, <laughs> it's so who odd is right <laughs> for
0: lawyers to disagree. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, who to thunk it. So yeah. yeah, like obviously not an attorney, certainly not an attorney in the in the three states. Dates where this is affected but yeah,
1: New York Virginia and Massachusetts for anyone wondering
0: But it, it seems to me just like Applying logic which you can't always do when it Comes to the law but if they Passed that money onto the government Because they're saying that it's like They profited inappropriately Or something like right, that, right but and,
1: if Peloton then passed it on but if
0: it's a tax And it's just a pass through and they handed it over To this to the respective states I, Like they really aren't profiting Right
1: yeah and having worked at companies that do corporate tax, like I can, I can verify that it is one of the most confounding and confusing things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um. Because if you're, if you're taxing for a service versus a, in this case, a digital good versus an item and where that item originated from can actually change whether or not you charge tax. So like if the item was made, I'm making up states. But if the item was made in Nevada and then shipped to Missouri, but was then used in Illinois, that's a completely different (laughs) rate than being made in Nevada and staying in Missouri. That's a completely different thing. Yeah. And so who wouldn't get confused, but. You know, people are like, well, they're a big enough company. They really should have this figured out. So that's fair. You know, I mean, I don't know how it's going to go, but we will we will see. This is another class action lawsuit. So, um,
0: yeah, I thought it was odd at first. I was like, we didn't hear any rumblings of this because normally they're on Facebook, like trying to drum up people. But then I thought, well, they probably geo targeted it. And since we're not in one of these three states, we yeah, we didn't see it.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. So we'll see how that one turns out.
0: Yeah. And then uh, moving along, TMZ is reporting that Peloton Brew? Yeah, Cold Brew. Peloton Cold Brew.
1: So a coffee company, basically. Uh, Yeah,
0: is suing Peloton, I guess because they registered a trademark. Peloton Cold Brew registered a trademark for the... Making cold brew coffees under the name Peloton
1: and they did that back in 2017 and
0: Peloton never said anything and Mm -hmm. then three years later they were like yeah maybe not
1: yeah so you know I know that Peloton was on a they've gone through phases where they've really cracked down on people back when we first started the podcast for example. A lot of people had Peloton stuff out there for sale and all kinds of things. And Peloton didn't really do much about it. In fact, they were even like sometimes sharing their uh their information with people to be able to do that. Yeah. And then it, it got to the point where it, it was getting a little out of control and they f- they really had to protect their brand, because if you don't protect your brand, then right. anybody can use it. I mean, we've talked about this before because yeah, twi- that's that's what happened to spin. Com- that's the place that owns spin.
0: Right. You know, and it's why they've they've gone after people just so harshly. And and Disney runs into this where right. like they'll sue a nursery s- school for Put paint mickey mouse on the wall there was one story where it was like a little kid died and they put spider-man on his tombstone and they were like yeah like you can't you can't do, do that. that and then i think they finally were like give us a dollar okay we gave you the rights but but yeah like but if they don't do something like that then you open it up and anybody can do it
1: right so. and so so i do i understand it and i will but this one is more complicated because the word peloton doesn't belong to peloton right and it's been used for many many years long before peloton came around so the the word peloton not this brewing company right before peloton but it's been used in many ways and so um it will be interesting to see how this one turns out they're probably going to settle is my guess
0: that is my guess i will also say it doesn't it doesn't look like they're being like cutesy like they're like it's peloton but it's not peloton like it the logo doesn't look like a Peloton logo in any no. way, shape, or form. They're but not... it was
1: late enough in the game that you gotta wonder if they Sure. But but then again, early enough that like they really hadn't gained the a mass like this huge momentum that they have now. So right. I don't know.
0: It's a tough call as to whether or not they're they're being too cute by half or not. I tend to think that they're not, but who knows? It's ultimately it's a judge's call, right?
5: It is. Peloton in the news.
0: Business Insider has an article, uh, I gave into the hype and bought a Peloton bike after 30 days of using it. My life has genuinely improved. The first way it improved is it makes me write the world's longest headlines for articles.
1: <laughs> well, in her defense, uh, probably Business Insider did that. Yeah, the, the, Not I, her. I
0: do know the authors don't write the headlines right. for the articles, but that is the worst Headline, all I think, SEO man. I mean, Jesus Christ! A, a headline for your story shouldn't have a subplot.
1: Yeah, that's like a that's like a Doctor Phil circa 2019. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there was like a season of Doctor Phil where every episode Everything was like
0: 50 <laughs> words for the description and the title. We're just like, what is going on? Did you hire Tolstoy to write your subject lines?
1: Uh, but anyway, um, yeah. So uh, this was written by Michelle Gross, and uh, she had been hearing rave reviews. She kept putting it off, didn't want to get it, and then she ended up getting it and surprised, she loved it. You know what I'm surprised about? What's that? Is how many people love this article. It, don't misunderstand, there's nothing wrong with the article. That yeah. is not to pick on her at all. It's just duh. You know what yeah. I mean? Like duh. Of course you
0: did. And, and I feel like when I saw this article was in the lineup, I hadn't read it yet and I'm just kind of like in uh, truth we totally still haven't. Uh yes. but <laughs> <laughs> but I I, I, uh, I, was just like, I feel like we've seen this article like every, every three weeks. Somebody writes a version of like, I didn't think I was going to love Peloton, but I love it.
1: And well, and what cracks me up about it is that like, you know, I'll post things and then it's just fascinating to see the traffic that it gets. Yeah. And so like this one got like not quite as much as the instructors getting married, mm-hmm. but like a solid half of that wow and and i was really shocked by that because we all know this story <laughs> right I'm just, you've lived it yeah i'm not i'm not surprised by it but yeah. uh, but i i love when people do come out and they're like i was super against it for whatever reason and then they come around to the they see the light and it's like you have now been inducted into the family and you are part of peloton now um so that's great
0: and then the fitness sister I know how to say it now because she was a guest on the show. I thought
1: it was Fitnessista. God
0: damn it. Then I don't know how to say it.
1: Because <laughs> we said fitness, f- fitness sister and she was like, no, it's Fitnessista. We were like, that makes more sense. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> well, then I think we all know how well I listen. <laughs> but her, her blog had an article uh, t- about just 10 of her favorite gym-free cardio options. And, of course, Peloton is... Uh, right there at number one on the list.
1: Yeah, which is great because she's now had it so so many years and she still loves it just as much as she did back at the beginning. So that's nice to see. And and if you guys did not know that, we interviewed her a while back. I, I don't remember what episode she is, but I do know that it was a, a, a joy. And her blogs always have lots of great information, not only about Peloton, but all kinds of workouts. She gives workouts that she does. She gives uh, nutrition help um, and like, recipes, all kinds of things. This is a great blog.
0: And uh, Mirage News, which is, uh, I'm assuming, out of Australia, writes about home fitness pioneer Peloton takes Australians for a high tech spin.
1: Yeah. And uh, so the general manager, Karen Lawson, uh, was interviewed for this article and she talked about why she sees Australia as a major opportunity. And so there's three reasons. Australians have embraced the trend for home and boutique fitness. Australians are early adopters of new technology. And Australia is a regional gateway to the Asia Pacific. So I agree with all of that Now there's an interview that will be airing In a few weeks where we actually talk to Somebody who lives in Australia And it will it will be interesting to kind of Go back to this article at that time And compare it because he had Some different thoughts about yeah. how Australia will or will not Embrace Peloton so Very interesting to me Do you have any thoughts on which country they're going to go to next Tom?
0: I feel like it would be Something Spanish speaking so I don't know if that would be Spain or or Mexico.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know because they can do they're already starting to do Spanish speaking classes out of the uh, New York studio. So I'm curious if they will move into a Spanish speaking country or continue to just broaden the horizons yeah. um, from there or both.
0: Or maybe, or maybe they'll hit somewhere uh, in Asia, yeah. you know, I mean, especially since so much of the manufacturing is over there. Why? You know, like, I guess it would cut down on shipping. Yeah, it's right that's there. very true. You just open up a dock and people could swing by and pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it works, right?
1: Right. Yeah. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Clip out. Joining us once again via the magic of the Zoom Tube is Angelo from MetPro here to answer all of your fitness and nutrition questions.
1: Hello. How's
3: Hi. it going? Hey guys great to be back great to have you
1: um i think we have another tough question for you um i feel like a depends is coming but before i <laughs> every even ask one them.
3: of your questions are tough Crystal. every <laughs> one of them
1: we got we have a, we have a very inquisitive group you know they I they do. They're very into what they're doing. Um, Okay, so this one comes from Amy Owens, and she says, calories, is it really just calories in versus calories out, or do I need to be doing keto slash vegan slash paleo instead? I'm so confused.
3: It's not depends. The answer isn't depends this time, Crystal. (laughs) I really thought you were going to say it is. (laughs) It's not depends. Uh, So the answer, Amy, is no. It's not calories in, calories out. The answer is no. That's (laughs) it. Great podcast, you guys. Okay, Where do people find you next. Till next time. (laughs) Okay, so you probably want a little more. A little bit, yeah. Um, I guess. Okay, so so no, it is not calories in and calories out. Um, However, the problem is we know that it's not just a calories, a calories, a calorie. That is proven. Anyone who says otherwise is it is probably going to try and sell you something so there's more to it than that the problem is we always, we swing too far in the other direction and then you have the group that says yeah calories don't matter in fact at all like no that's that's not true calories very much matter calories matter a lot and it will largely influence uh, your metabolic outcome and what what happens with your body so it's one of the factors that you want to balance So when it comes to weight loss, I'm just going to list all things that will trigger weight loss. Okay. There is calorie restriction or calorie adjustments. There's carbohydrate restriction or carbohydrate adjustments. And those two tend to be the two big grandfather techniques that are going to have the greatest influence. Okay. Then past that are the things that are very relevant, very important, by themselves aren't going to swing the dial dramatically, but when combined with other strategies will add up. And that is going to be your meal timing, meal frequency, and then the glycemic load of the foods that you choose will impact. Beyond that, there's drugs, drugs impact. But we don't want to use that as a method because what do drugs have? Drugs have side effects. Yeah. We don't need that in our life when not mes- medically necessary. So what we're looking at is where are the levers? So when I look at somebody's meal plan, their routine, the, the very first thing I do is I want to get a nutritional history, kind of their, their fitness culture. What are you currently eating? And what I'm looking for, and these are kind of, you know, behind the curtain secrets. What I'm looking for is where do I have the most leverage? Because people wonder sometimes I, I do. I cut calories for an individual and other times I don't cut any calories. I even add, but I do adjust their, their, uh, carbohydrates or other macronutrients. Well, it's not a, I'm always going to do a, or I'm always going to do B it's, I'm going to look, where do you have the most leverage So Amy, add up your calories and add up your Carbohydrates and see where you're at. If you find that you have excess calories that can easily be cut, I'd probably start there. If you find that, oh, when I add this up, I'm really in an appropriate range for my size and activity, I'm not too high on the calories, but most of my calories are coming from carbohydrates, you're probably going to see more influence out of manipulating your carbohydrates versus cutting. 50 or 100 calories out of your total for the day. Where do we have the most leverage? And most people, it's a combination of both. But keep in mind what you take out, you have to eventually put back or at least put some of it back because no matter what you do, your body's going to get used to that. So if you do this little experiment and evaluate your over, say, a week's time, your average calorie intake, your average carbohydrate intake, determine which of the two you have most leverage with, then also set yourself a a very moderate goal that you can hit as far as weight loss. And then I want you to take a period of time where you refresh your metabolic rate. You let your metabolism recover where you say for two weeks, three weeks, I'm not going to try and lose weight. I'm going to eat a little bit more, either carbs or calories or both. I'm going to exercise a little bit more and I'm going to try and get stronger or I'm going to try and run faster. or I'm going to try and pedal harder or whatever your performance of choice is. That's critical, and I'll tell you, I worked with um, with contestants that were on the the Biggest Loser and these these big you know Hollywood shows a lot, not just that one, lots of different survivalist shows and things like that. And these would be people that, and, and don't get me wrong, like I know some of the trainers that were on these shows, and they were they're good guys and gals that are really trying to help these people. But you know, the way weight loss should happen is in A periodized cyclical approach where we're going to lose 20, 25 pounds, depending on how much weight you have to lose, pause, let your metabolic rate recover for a few weeks, and then go for another 15 or 20, pause, recover, and then push ahead. That makes for very boring TV. Right,
1: right. Nobody wants to see it slowly. Yeah. They want to see a dramatic. They like the change. transformation pictures. Yeah,
3: they want to see. So th- some of these people, they come out the other side, and they're like, "Well, I'm only, I'm already exercising, you know, four hours a day, and I'm only eating this, you know, square of cheese." I'm exaggerating, <laughs> of course, but. And they wonder, you know, my body's been, we've been doing this for months on end, and they wonder why their body is so sensitive, they have a single biscuit or a glass of wine, and all of a sudden, they, they gain three pounds, your metabolism is acclimated to that, you have to give it some breathing room. And if you do that gradually, incrementally, bring your metabolic rate back up, then that will equip you to then push for some more weight loss. So here's an interesting fact. If somebody comes to me and says, Angela, I want to weigh 150. It doesn't matter. Anyway, I want to weigh 200 pounds, whatever your goal weight is. I'm going to say, okay, we're going to lose, say, 50 pounds down to 200 pounds, whatever, whatever it is. I'm going to diet you down to 196. Because at 200, you're not eating enough. I have to go past that so I can have you gain back two, three, four pounds in muscle over a few weeks. While getting your body regulated and used to more calories, more carbohydrates. Now, when you gain weight back up to 200, that's real. You can sustain that. Otherwise, it's just like everyone else that's you know, holding their breath. I went on this diet and I lost 10 pounds. And you know, it's not staying off because you, you're not hardly eating anything. You know, right. you're just drinking these shakes. You're not doing, you just know you're like, and I have that dinner with my, you know, high school reunion in two days and I can just make it. I can make it. But it's, that's it. It's over. You know, we want to recondition your metabolism. So that's the, the, the long haul picture and goal and I have no idea what question I'm answering
4: <laughs> <laughs> well
0: there had to have been an answer in there somewhere
4: That's, That's it. I, yeah.
3: I don't know what I said but I said something well I will say this
0: when we went on vacation we were gone for we were gone for 10 days and yeah. and, and we I won't say we ate whatever we wanted but we we ate pretty aggressively <laughs> you know
3: I would concur Yeah, and, I have and, the uh, picture, the blackmail <laughs>
0: (laughs) But I will say when we when I got back and went back to doing what I've been doing nutrition wise, I lost the weight in almost the exact same amount of time that it took me to put on the weight. And I've never done that before in my life. Mm -hmm. I never even knew that was possible. I was like, well, of course, it'll take you longer. I mean, I think I was gone for 10 days. I think it took me like 13 to get back to where I was the day I left. I was Stunned. stunned. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. there needs to be a stronger word than stunned or (laughs) flabbergasted. I was stundergasted. So, I mean, for whatever it's worth, those were my results. Those were my (laughs) real world (laughs) results. And I can send you pictures of the things I ate.
3: (laughs) Yes, yes we can. So so here's a little just, just for curiosity. So he's just here's a little fascinating point. Our coaches, we teach them to evaluate right out of the gate when somebody, you know, they say, hey, I want to lose weight. I'm not I'm not at the body comp or weight I want to be at. The first thing we have to determine, is, is it because their metabolism is running slow or is it because they're over-consuming? The approach is totally different. If it's over-consuming, then it's all about... What type of strategy is sustainable? What can we execute on? And what can we do consistently? And what's going to be the least painful? Mm -hmm. If it's your metabolism, it's here's the problem. Your metabolism has been given the orders for all these years. And you've just been saying, okay, I'm going to listen to it and eat less and less and less because it's get cranky. You want to control it and say no metabolism this is what you're You're gonna gonna do me
4: you're gonna listen to me that's it and it's
0: doable it's doable
4: with time
0: awesome well thank you so much for joining us until next time where can people find you
3: netpro.co slash tco
1: awesome thank
3: you thank you thank you guys instructors in the news
0: So, I made a special sweeper for us for when Peloton gets sued. I guess I should have made one for when people get engaged.
1: Who knew? (laughs) Who knew we'd have three engagements in two weeks?
0: I know. And between that and the weddings, it's just and you
1: know don't forget Selena is engaged too because she got engaged like a month ago, She's maybe two months ago. She yeah. started this whole thing. Yes, you know, so there's a lot of engagements that are happening. There, well, we all
0: know how well Peloton does engagement.
1: <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> I feel like uh, John Foley just needs to uh, go get be able to perform ceremonies like he, he ah, and it becomes and an
0: officiant. He,
1: yes, thank you. Yes. And uh, he should just he should officiate all Peloton instructor weddings from now on.
0: There we go. Well, we never actually said who got engaged. Oh,
1: yeah. (laughs) I think everybody knows by now because it happened last weekend, but it was uh, Christine Diercole.
4: Yeah.
1: Uh, So, man, uh, what an interesting story uh, that this is. You know, I'm not going to get super into it, but let me just say that a lot has happened in the Peloton universe between when Peloton was known by only a few To today and uh, the things you heard back then versus the (laughs) things you hear now
0: wasn't quite as locked down. It was not.
1: And uh, I'm just going to leave it at that. Congrats to Christine.
0: Absolutely. And then Cody Rigsby is celebrating seven years at Peloton
1: seven years this week and uh, all of the instructors sent him love and uh, of course and if you're watching there's a picture of Cody holding Just King and it was back during the very first year he worked there he had really long hair then and he had that haircut where like everything's cut underneath and then the long swoop okay. you know and so you can't see it because he has a something on his head but um, <laughs> there's other images where he has like the ponytail with the tiny little swoop coming out
4: it's
1: <laughs> Oh, it's funny. Seven years has changed a lot. So
0: long ago, people could be next to each other. I know. And they
1: look like babies there, don't they? (laughs) I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I just feel like I
0: see them on a daily basis. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I, I guess. That's fair. I feel like you've seen enough pictures of all the instructors. You should just know.
0: I should know. Okay. Yes, they look like babies. Is that better? Thank you. You're welcome. And then congratulations to uh Ross Rayburn who got a new house and a bike plus to match.
1: Yeah, and I I know I wrote new house, but I have to say it might have been a new apartment given that they live I can't remember now. Sure. Like I think it said house?
0: A new dwelling.
1: Yes, he got a new dwelling. But um I I might have been distracted by the bike plus. I was super excited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he said which is more exciting? And uh I I will be interested to see which he thinks is more exciting once he gets all moved in and settled and gets to ride his bike. That'll be great.
0: So Tunde has an event coming up on Facebook in her Facebook room. I've not heard of a Facebook room yet. Is this I guess this is new.
1: I think it just means Facebook live. I, I'm pretty oh. sure. I could be wrong. I okay. could be wrong. Maybe maybe she did mean something other than that. Because you
0: capitalized the R like it's a an official she did. thing. That's and so, true.
1: I kinda glossed right over that. So I in my head, that was a Facebook do Live. Th- do you think that's
0: their uh their answer to Clubhouse? Because Twitter's got one. It fe- could be. So it, I
1: I have not been paying attention yeah. to that. So that is very possible that I have missed out on on that, um, but at any rate, yeah <laughs> and and so she posted it yesterday, so it happened last night. so it happened Tuesday night. What are we on? What day is it? Well,
0: we're uh, recording on Wednesday.
1: I don't know what day it is, though. Oh,
0: today is the eighteenth
1: eighteenth. So it happened on Tuesday, the seventeenth. Um, so if you want to go back and look to see where it was, like, you know, and listen to it,
4: at and, any rate.
0: And yeah, and it was with a uh, New York Times bestselling author, host, Emmy Award winning Fox Sports analyst, and uh, creator of Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man, Emmanuel Ako. I hope I'm saying that right.
1: I hope we are too. Yeah.
0: Uh, so if you want to check that out, you can find that over on Facebook.
1: Yeah, very cool. I love seeing um, Peloton have these opportunities to be able to share because like she she pointed out that she's friends with him, too. So I like that they're able to use their personal connections to further the conversations that are important to them on the Peloton platform.
0: Absolutely. People Magazine finally uh, noticed that Ally Love got married.
1: So, (laughs) yeah, I mean, about that. I feel like I feel like this was like a deal already made. And they um, because they knew that she was going to post all of her own stuff, they like agreed on a date that they would post this. That they'd sit
0: on it for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, uh, I think so. But they have a nice write-up in People. That's all they do. Exciting. It
1: goes into great detail about all five days. So if for some reason you manage to miss one of these posts and one of her outfits, you now have a chance to go see all of it in People Magazine. If you did miss it, this will give you the opportunity to be all caught up.
0: Yes, it's all in one place where mm-hmm. you can just binge.
1: Yep, all the outfits. One one click. You know, I got to say it did amuse me because I I told you last week that several people brought up the fact that this was just too big, like too big, too much. Lots of complaints about it. But um, I'm not going to say anything other than I did think it was interesting that Paris Hilton is getting married and uh, she is having a three day event (laughs) with 10 (laughs) outfit changes. So just to recap, Allie Love, five days. Paris Hilton 3. <laughs> you decide.
0: Bustle.com. Talk to Kendall Tool.
1: Yeah. And uh, they, they talked to her about, like, obviously. We've talked about before that Kendall has brought forward her
0: mental health journey.
1: Yeah. And her passion for mental, what she calls mental fitness. Mm -hmm. And so this article is about that, but also how she goes about highlighting it on Peloton. And uh, I don't know if anybody's had a chance to take any of her rides because they have these mood rides. These mood classes now and she's got some very interesting ones. So if you haven't had a chance to try it, I highly recommend you do Uh, the the playlists are perfect for the moods that are indicated
0: and the kit, which I'm not familiar with, but I guess it's Canadian. It's the Mm, kit.ca has uh, an article about Jess Sims.
1: Yeah. And uh, I love the tagline why why the Peloton sensation left everything to pursue her dream. And this is a great article that goes through her motivation for why she why she left teaching and all that she had to kind of leave behind. She's been featured a lot in articles lately. Mm -hmm. I find it so interesting when this happens because, you know, Cody, that was happening to for a while. Robin before that. Uh, And so it's it's Jess's turn.
0: I also find it interesting that this is Canadian. So like I, we know we used to talk about how or we've talked in the past about how there there were so many articles about Peloton now that we've actually kind of pared back on on drilling down on all of them because it's such a common occurrence. And I almost feel like this is an indication that they're really starting to gain more traction in Canada when you're seeing the Canadian press focus on instructors in a way that they haven't been previously.
1: I definitely agree with that. makes a lot of sense past guest update.
0: So uh, as the fancy dancy sweeper told you, we have a past guest update.
1: We do. Uh, Kristen Fleschner uh, was on the show way back on episode 101. Wow. That's how long it's been. And Kristen is an amazing person. She is uh, an attorney. She is a paracyclist. And we talked to her about both of those things and let's not forget that she she has her own disability. She she is legally blind, and uh, she does so much to advocate for people that have disabilities, mm-hmm. and she's helped companies all over the world, including Peloton, by consulting with them and helping them make their products more accessible. Well, Kristen has been uh, struggling, and we just wanted to send our, our love out to her. She recently had to have a kidney transplant. Uh, for those of you who might be following her story, uh, just just wanted to let you know that, that that transplant did go well and she is recovering. And uh, we send all of our love and support to her.
0: Absolutely.
5: Peloton Artist collaborations.
0: So we have a new artist series of sorts. It's <laughs> not a musical artist, but uh, they have Disney classes on the way.
5: Yeah. And it's
1: an interesting triple uh, collaboration because Disney and Spotify and Peloton all teamed up on this one. So they're using... And the instructors from Peloton are using songs from the playlist on Spotify okay. that Disney helped them curate. Uh, so it's a triple collaboration. Fascinating. It's yeah. also
0: fascinating coming on the heels of Echelon's Jungle Cruise.
1: It is you right. Know. So that it is interesting because like they had a movie, but then Peloton does this big thing, right?
0: <laughs> so they, they get a movie, and and Peloton gets. All of Disney.
1: Yeah. Uh, So are you going to take any of these classes, Tom? Because I know you love the Disney music.
0: Well, there's a Spotify playlist. That's probably plenty for me.
1: I really thought. (laughs) Really? I thought maybe like a yoga. Really? Like maybe a yoga. Nah. No. I'm good. Okay, fine. (laughs) Well, I will take them. Okay. All right.
0: Let me know how they go.
1: I will. (laughs) Peloton birthdays.
0: And finally, uh, upcoming Peloton-related birthdays, on August twentieth, you have Jill Foley and but more importantly, you have Clip Out Crystal. <laughs> Her birthday is on Friday August 20th so, Well uh, I'm definitely
1: dis- not more important than Jill Foley
0: I disagree Aww. So uh, if if you swing by The, the clip out group wish her a happy Birthday
1: thank you As, oh.
0: as if you hear this on the, the day it comes out <laughs> And it also uh, On August 24th Is the birthday of Aditi Shaw
1: Happy birthday to Jill and Aditi
0: And Crystal
1: <laughs> Checking in With the
5: Peloton community
0: so joining us today via the magic of Zoom tomb is Allie Feller from the Allie on the Run podcast. She has a very, very successful podcast <laughs> where she talks to people who love to run, but they also have other fascinating aspects that make them interesting and inspiring. Hello, Allie.
2: Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be on the other end of the conversation today. (laughs) I didn't do any prep for this. I just got to show up. Isn't it great? Every once in a while, when we
0: get asked to do something, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. I can just sit down and
2: (laughs) all I have to do is show up. All I
0: got to do is answer.
2: Yeah, yeah exactly though I will say I am a little bit more comfortable being on the side that you are on I like being the one in control of the conversation okay. so I will do my best not to turn it around and just fire questions back at the two of you but we'll see what happens okay okay we've, noted. Had,
0: we've had people when we did Dr. Jen when yeah. we interviewed her the first time yeah. it was like it ended up being her interviewing us the whole time yeah <laughs>
1: she got real deep on uh, Tom's anti exercise yeah. trip that he's on so <laughs> she took the Hold back. Oh, no, you yeah. don't have to hold back. No. It's fun when people don't hold back. <laughs> Absolutely.
4: That's what we're here for. Hell.
1: But I am curious because you've been a runner for a long time. So, how did Peloton like show up in your life and you decided, oh, I need to get that bike? So fun fact,
2: I don't have the bike. I only have the tread. You only have the tread. Okay. Okay. So I only have the tread. I have the tread plus currently unplugged away from children, away from pets. (laughs) Like we're good. We're safe. Don't Uh, at me. That's what she's saying. (laughs) (laughs) You should see, I can't post like anything these days. Like if I post an Instagram story where the treadmill's in the background, people are like, did you hear? Like, do you know? (laughs) Like, no, really? What? You don't say. Yeah. So, so we're good. Okay, Uh, But yeah, I mean, like many, it was a pandemic purchase. I waited way longer than I should have. Also, like many, I had friends who like the minute the word pandemic started going around, they were like, I'm getting a Peloton. And I was like, you're crazy. You're not going to need that. And then, of course, come September. And I, the short version is that we were living in New Jersey. The pandemic brought us up to New Hampshire to stay with my parents. For two weeks, which turned into 15 months and didn't have access to a gym. And I'm a runner and I love running outside, but running outside in New Hampshire is not always a good idea. And so I I was like, I'm going to not only move my entire family in with my parents, I'm going to bring a giant (laughs) treadmill into their basement. Wow. Uh, So what happens when you
0: go back home? Yeah. Now you got this big, huge behemoth.
2: Oh, oh! our timing is great. We moved this weekend. So we are now in our own house. We stayed in New Hampshire, but we're in our own house. And we moved the treadmill this weekend and... It was an adventure. Okay. I mean, not for me, because I didn't touch a thing. Sound like we, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm as motivated and as lazy as possible. <laughs> and, like, I'm just not helpful. But you know what I did? I documented it on Instagram stories. Oh, and that, well, there you go. Exactly. You really did your job. I mean, you were I the lifted documenter. a finger. Yeah. I lifted a thumb. But, yes. Yeah, so Peloton, I reached out, and they will help you like relocate your treadmill sometimes. And then with the recall, they were like, we'll move it to a safer location for free. And I was like, hell yeah, because I'm moving and I can spin this and be like, will you? And that didn't work. It (laughs) It did not work. And they do not service our area for moves. And so whatever. So the short version is shout out to my husband, my dad, my dad's friend, Jeff, and my lifelong friend, Tom, who came in and like, My dad and my husband knew that it was a big machine. Jeff and Tom are like, you really need four guys? It's a treadmill. How heavy can it be? And I'm like, it's the heaviest thing I've ever been here. Like it's 450 pounds. And they're like, there's no way. There's (laughs) no way. And I'm like... Okay, hence me <laughs> documenting it and watching these four dudes because they had to move it up a flight of stairs <gasps> oh. into a truck. Like they did great. I love them. I offered to pay them. They said no, thank you. I was thrilled with that. So they are not available for hire. They told me that the next time we move, the treadmill stays in the house. Yeah. So I will be buying a new one someday. But for
0: now, <laughs> you do start safely. to weigh those options though, right? You're oh, like, yeah. you're like, okay, I've been here X amount of time. I've gotten my money's worth out of this. I don't want to move it. I'll buy a
4: new one.
1: Right. It's just not yeah. worth it at some point. I mean, it is so massive. Is it on the ground floor of your new home? Ish.
4: Ish. <laughs> um,
0: it's the ground it's, or it's uh, not the ground. Like, yeah,
2: I guess I don't know how to answer that. Like it's in the basement, but we could drive the truck to the basement okay. entrance. So the basement has an outdoor it's entrance that out. does not have okay. stairs. Okay. Okay. Yes. So they were able to drive it. Moving it in was very easy. Pro- like it looked easy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> from where i stood which yeah. is far away um yeah which was on great. instagram they, you were right, standing on right. instagram. yes yeah
1: i should have made a highlight
2: yeah. but really it was a exciting sunday here in in new hampshire
1: i bet it was and i'm super curious did they have to take it like completely apart or yes
2: i did help with that part okay. my husband and i did that on our own he like watch the tutorial video you know it was a whole thing again with the tools yeah um but i like stood there while he did it and was like let me know if you need me to keep anything steady and he was like i need you to not touch a thing you're like that's my jam yeah. the fact we moved to Peloton treadmill and we are
1: still married. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. I wow. mean, that, that was the real That would win. have been really stressful for me to watch. Uh, like, I would have been. I was just so think, worried.
0: I was thinking that the whole time. I I'm, don't
1: think I could have documented yeah. it because I think I would be stressed out the entire time. I'd be like, don't. Are you sure that goes there? What if there's a missing piece? Does the
0: new iPhone <laughs> have camera stabilization? Because you'd be shaking the whole yeah, time right? like a frightened chihuahua.
1: <laughs> I
2: will say my husband is the only person on the planet that i would trust to do that because okay. he's very good at this stuff very capable meanwhile my dad is trying to chime in like bless his heart but my dad is like what if we take this rickety ladder from when i was a teenager we lay it on the stairs we slide the treadmill up with a blanket i'm sitting there and i'm just like looking at my husband like do not do not yeah. do not let this happen oh my god um like, yeah this is my dad's a laurel and out, party like,
0: short i'm not doing this yeah
2: yeah and i'm like Dad, you know how much I paid for this machine. So just putting that out there. So anyway, it worked great. I have the treadmill, pandemic purchase.
1: Okay, so now how long have you been running? I know it's a long time, but I don't know when you started.
2: Yeah, I started running in 2008 or nine. I tend to not remember. It's a blurry time, (laughs) mostly because I had just moved to New York City out of college. And so it was a lot of like dollar slices of pizza and boxed wine a lot of box wine in that time. And um, <laughs> I was a dancer growing up. Running was punishment. Hated it. Like refused to run the mile in gym class. Was like, I'm not interested. I hid yes. under the bleachers, popped out for the last lap. <laughs> so that was not a thing that I did. And then I moved to New York City. Couldn't afford to join a gym. Didn't want to continue dancing. Like I wasn't going to be a professional dancer. So I needed something to do. And my roommate, who I found on Craigslist, had all these medals hanging on our wall. And I moved in and I was like, oh, my God, I love your necklaces. They're so (laughs) shiny. Like, what are those? Because at the time, like... Statement necklaces were in, like the J Crew bubble necklace was all the rage, and I'm like, like, "Cool, your roommate flavor flave? What
0: is
1: happening?"
2: Similar, similar, no. (laughs) Like a sweet girl from Syracuse. So no, I was like, she has like medals or something, and I jokingly was like, "I like your necklaces," and she was like, "Oh, those are my half marathon medals," and I had never heard the term half marathon. I had heard of marathons. But even that, I didn't really know that everyday people ran them. I was just like, oh, yeah, it's a sport that professional people do.
4: Right.
5: And then
2: that was really how it started. She was like, you should try running. And so I wore my jazz sneakers, I, you know, was a dancer. So my lacing up my little Capizios, how I didn't like roll an ankle and just roll right into the East River. I do not know. But it helped that my first run was only like 30 seconds because I didn't know. And so I like go out our apartment and I'm like, I'm going to go for a run along the East River, and I just like sprinted, and, you and were like exhausted. Like, and I was done. I made it like two lampposts, and I was like, "Great run today! Crushed it!" <laughs> like couldn't have been more than forty-five seconds, and that was my run. Your but... playlist
0: consisted of of thirty percent of a ramon song.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like it took me longer to power up my like old school iPod that had, you know, the dial, went like Like that noise, you know, (sighs) didn't even get to that. But I was motivated by it. Like those two lampposts the next day I was like, what if I could make it to that lamppost and then that one. And then once I got a little further south, I learned there was a dog park. That was exactly a mile from Ooh. our apartment. And so, and I was like crazy about dogs. Didn't have one. I was just the creep that went to the dog park without a dog. <laughs> he went to um, go visit.
0: That's all the petting with none of the poop. Why would you? Exactly. That's a, that's a win-win. And it's socially
2: acceptable. Like yeah. people like when you give their dogs attention. You can't go to a playground without a kid. No. Right. That's weird. No. But yeah. you can go to a dog park a You'll
0: end a up on a list.
2: Yeah. We don't, yeah. We don't want that. I don't, I don't want to be on that list. No, no, no. So that was my motivation to the dog park. Then it was to the dog park and back. Signed up for a four mile race, half marathon, marathons, and been doing it ever since. I still feel like a new runner, I think because I wasn't one growing up. But yeah, I've been doing this for more than a decade now and have somehow made a career out of talking about this thing that I do. So that's a pretty cool uh, turn of events there.
1: It is. And on that note, like what inspired you to start the podcast? Like, why were you like, I need to talk about the running that I do? Because I always need to talk about something. Uh,
2: I have a very hard time staying quiet. So I was a journalist. I majored in journalism in college. I had a dream of being the editor-in-chief of Dance Spirit magazine, because dancer. And that's what I went on to do. So I interned at Dance Spirit in college. I worked my way up. I became editor-in-chief. And of course, just as I get this dream job, I'm like starting to lose interest in dance. I had just kind of like, I wasn't dancing myself. I started to feel a bit removed from it, even though I spent all my hours doing it, but I had started running. And that to me was so exciting. That was in 2010, 2011, when everyone had a running blog and it was like, everyone had one. Yeah. So I started Alley on the run, which was a blog. And I would write my posts about my morning run. I could write 2000 words about a four mile easy run. Like <laughs> it was so dramatic. I always had a story to share. And I would write them on the notes app on my commute. So on the subway, I would sit down and I'm like, furiously typing email it to myself, get to the office super early before anyone was there so I could upload it and post it to my blog. And then I would work all day. And like, I was just so excited to talk about running. And then once I sort of realized I wanted to make a career change, which was for a few reasons, but I went freelance and I started working for myself and I was a freelance writer. So I wrote for Self, Shape, Women's Health, Women's Running Runners World, kind of all the health and fitness publications you see on the newsstands. And then I started listening to running podcasts when we moved to New Jersey. So that was hard for me that we got a dog, which was great. Finally, I had a place (laughs) at the dog park, (laughs) but we wanted to give her a better life. You know, we wanted her to have more grass. And so we moved across the river to New Jersey, which meant I didn't have Central Park and I didn't have all my running buddies. Okay. And so I was doing all my runs by myself and I was a very, still am a very social person. So I discovered podcasts and I started listening to them and I was like, I could do this. This seems like, it's just talking this. I love talking. I I never shut up. My (laughs) husband would love if I talked to someone else for a change. It sounds
0: like a similar origin story.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, you just want to talk about your obsession and it started as a hobby while I was freelance writing and then it turned into, you know, it just kind of, it went from this to shifting to now, The podcast is my full-time job and I haven't written an article in over a year. So uh, that's not true. I wrote like two pieces last year, but very much the podcast is my job now. I put out anywhere between two and five episodes a week. Wow. Uh, Everyone from everyday runners to professional runners to the people competing at the Olympics right now. And it's fun and I love it. And I cannot believe that this is my life and that I get to now talk about talking about
1: talking to people. <laughs> <laughs> that that is sense. amazing and yeah. inspiring. I got to say, I'm like, whew, yeah, see yeah, thanks a lot. Happen. She's going to quit her job now. <laughs> what
4: the hell?
1: She totally should.
4: <laughs> well, thanks With for like, joining like- <laughs> us. <laughs>
2: i'm so sorry <laughs> do you want me to move your treadmill for you yeah. well. whatever you need
0: yes yeah, so to a much smaller house apparently. Uh, oh my god but for real that's an amazing journey that you can make that your full-time job that's not an easy achievement it is you know?
1: not that is super inspiring and super awesome wow And you've gotten to actually interview some of the Peloton instructors. I know you've interviewed lots of amazing people, but, you know, it's Peloton and I'm obsessed with them. So, yeah, let's go there. Let's do that. (laughs) Let's talk about why I'm here, which
2: is that I interview a lot of the Peloton instructors. um, And... I can't confirm it yet, but I do have two more that will be coming up that I'm excited about. Exciting. So uh, Yeah, so Jess Sims was the first Peloton instructor that I had on the show. That's still one of my favorite episodes. One of the most downloaded of all time, just because it's Jess Sims. Right. Like, just, she's the she's best. She's the greatest. She is. Yeah. Her story, I mean, speak of inspiring stories, gosh, hers is amazing being a teacher, and I love her so much, and that was actually... Before I had the treadmill, I was doing the outdoor runs and I was doing like her, the five minute classes with my daughter, just because I was like, these pandemic days are long. How can we kill five minutes? (laughs) Three in a row. And I just, uh, Jess is someone who I used to see when I lived in New York City. She's, of course, still there, but I would see her at classes all the time. We used to take all the same Soul Cycle classes. And she just had this like aura about her and she wasn't teaching. She was taking the classes, but she was always front row (laughs) and she just seemed cool. And then I learned who she was and then she started teaching at Fitting Room and I would take the classes there. So she was just someone that I thought she's cool and her outdoor runs I was loving and so I was like let's get her on the show let's see about this and it blew up like people loved the Peloton episode then I had Tune Day on that one oh my gosh okay so I finished recording with Tune Day we talked for like 90 minutes I had to lie down on the ground. And keep in mind, Tune doesn't teach on the treadmill. Like, I follow her on Instagram. I watched when they did the Beyonce class. (laughs) You didn't take the class because you don't don't have have a bike. bike. (laughs) But it was so hype that I was like, I want to see what this is about. So if you look at my stats, it's like one ride. last place. Hey, you're um, doing better than me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No <laughs> kidding. But I was just so inspired. And, you know, Tune Day's another one. She just has such an amazing story. And I had to lie down after we finish and just like bask in all that is Tune Day. And so that one was great. Maddie Majacomo has been on. Olivia Amato has been on. Matt Wilpers was just on a few weeks ago. I've never gotten so many DMs from people being disappointed to learn that he is not single. Um, (laughs) I didn't realize just how many people are like deeply in love with Matt Wilpers. So yeah, it's been so fun having them on the show. You know, I love hearing the stories of how they got the job at Peloton. You know, it's funny when Jess was on. So the first one, we talked so much about getting the job and learning to be an instructor and learning to be live and learning the cues and learning to do all the shout outs. And I feel like recently... I don't want to say strayed because it's not accidental, but like when Matt Wilpers was on, we didn't talk about that at all because it's just there. I feel like you can only ask them so many Times like, is it hard to run and teach at the same time? They're like, yeah, it is. And so I run something. Oh, Bex Gentry too. How oh, did yeah. I miss that? <laughs> Bex was on, um, and we talked all about her running the Olympic marathon trials for Great Britain, and that was awesome. She's my crush. And she's, Olivia, she's and
1: amazing. <laughs> she's like so fast. It's just like I can't even like comprehend that she is able to run that fast for that long, and she makes it look so easy. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. You're a good runner. You're a fast runner, so it's probably. No, no, no. Do not next gentry to me. Let's not. Let's not. When she's like, well, you know, it doesn't count as my
2: run because I only do like eight miles and it's only at like an eight minute pace. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, that is relatable to me.
1: i know when she's like doing a warm-up run and she's like you know anything seven and below i'm like that's cute vex i'm like i'm not even on my treadmill
2: i'm just watching
1: this is my stretch time (laughs) Yeah. yeah well i understood that before you got the tread that you were debating getting the tread because you have crohn's disease so it kind of like came into play of your decision is that accurate
2: yeah, definitely. That was a big part of it. Um, so I've had Crohn's my whole life. It's a digestive disease. The short way to explain that is I am in the bathroom urgently and often. <sighs> and that makes running really challenging. Sure Even when I'm not having a flare up, I'm still using the bathroom a ton when I'm running. Today, I think this morning I ran seven miles and I, I'm i like, I only had to stop and go to the bathroom twice. Wow. That's like really good for me. Normally it's 3 or 4 times on a 7-mile run, which is my normal now, but it's annoying. Like yeah. it takes more time. It's inconvenient. There's not always a bathroom where you need one. Yeah. I joke, I'm going to get kicked out of this town for how often I have to use the woods as my bathroom. And that I'm telling so many people that now publicly is not helping in my case. So, it's fine. There's only like two cops in this town. I don't know if they listen to this, but hopefully not. So, <laughs> Officer Pekora
4: feel if you're like you're listening.
2: <laughs> Please let me stay. <laughs> but it's hard. and especially in the winter, oh. even if it's a beautiful winter day, there's snow on the ground. I can't just run into the woods. Yeah, there's snow up to my neck. Like all these things that most people probably don't think about when it comes to running are on my mind constantly. And so for me, the ease of being able to have a treadmill in my home which the new one in our house is right next to a bathroom (laughs) very excited at my parents I had to go up the stairs not always convenient no um like how dare they not build me a bathroom in their basement (laughs) after I have so graciously lived with them rent free for 15 months like thanks
1: and move the tread in like let's not forget that (laughs) yeah
2: yeah honestly honestly god So now it's right next to a bathroom, which is very exciting for me. But even that, I mean, I can rarely get through a 20 minute class without having to jump off the treadmill. I know there's such heated debate over the pause button. I'm super not interested in the debate. But as someone with Crohn's disease, it sucks that when I have to jump off, I lose like five minutes of the class. I just want to get back on. I'm like, you can kick me off the leaderboard. I don't care about that. I just want to not miss part of the class and I get it and I understand and I know it's coming and blah, blah, blah. But (laughs) even with the treadmill, for me, it's a great way to still be able to do the thing that I love in the comfort of my own home, where if all of a sudden my stomach is like, oh, time for a break. It's not the worst thing in the world. It's not happening publicly. It's not me in the middle of this little town, like panicking next to the fountain as cars are driving around. So yeah, that was a big part. It was, hey, winter's coming. Running outside is already going to be hard. Running outside with Crohn's disease when there's snow and ice and all of my little like safety trees that I knew on my route that I could like run behind if I needed. I can't get to them anymore. And so yeah, that was a big factor for me. And it's really come in handy because (laughs) fun fact about Crohn's disease it gets worse when you're stressed. You know Um, what's stressful? A pandemic, living with your parents, (sighs) all those things, no childcare for your two-year-old. So certainly I've been extra stressed for the past year and a half. And so my stomach has been a mess. And so, yeah, going to get kicked out of town, have the treadmill for when they say, ma'am, you personally are on a stay at home order. You
1: are not welcome here. And I'm like, well, at least I have a treadmill. So I'm just preparing for that. That's a good plan. That's a very solid plan. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know how you do that because in the outside, you know, even if you're behind a tree, it's not protected from all directions. There's not a way to like if the trail, you know, meanders back the other way, people can still see you. So it's very hard. Oh, oh, they have. They have. (laughs) Ask my landscaper how we met. Oh, no.
2: (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. He does a really great job with our lawn. But no, I mean, I can joke about it because I've been doing this forever and because I'm not in the moment. Right. But like every single morning when I go for a run, I know this is going to happen. I know every road in this town by now. I know where to avoid because there will be too many cars. I run at 5 a.m. Yeah. Because it's like the time that's convenient. There's also a lot less people out. I'm far less likely to have one of those scenarios, but it has happened and it makes an already embarrassing situation so much worse. And I always want to be like, you think this is bad for you? Like (laughs) all this is to you is a story you're going to tell your family at dinnertime. This is humiliating for me. Like I hate who I am right now. So no, I mean, it's, I can laugh about it when I'm talking about it hours later, but like I've had really awful moments. I'm sure you have people listening who have Crohn's or colitis or IBD or IBS or just runners who've like had that happen, right? Every runner has a poop story. And that's me Four times a day. Yeah. (laughs) Do you want to tell it? Have you told it on the show? That was a great time.
0: (laughs) Well, she was kind enough to share and we don't have a Patreon. So this feels appropriate.
1: I told you I was going to turn the tables. Yeah, Yeah, I was running and I was running in a park and uh, all of a sudden, you know, it just was like, oh, this is happening right now. There was no debate. There was no like I can hold off. It was not an option. So I had to run into the woods. Luckily, I was in the section. It's like a five-mile loop. And luckily... It was next to the section with the woods, because there's a part that's next to a field that I would not have had a place to go. Or a
0: subdivision. Some of it backs up to the subdivision. some of it is next to the
1: subdivision. So luckily it was in the woods and it was fall. It was not winter. So there was like frost on the ground, not snow. So I was was lucky in that regard. There's a little
0: less frost at the end of the story. But it
1: was terrifying because there was like, I could hear people talking and walking around me, you know, on the trail, because it's like, there's only so many woods. You don't have that far you can go. And so you could hear people. And it was the leaves had kind of fallen off the tree. So I didn't have a lot of like, you know, cover. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and So I was just like, let's just do this as quickly as possible. And and then I was done and it was awful. (laughs) And nobody happened upon me. So I cannot even imagine what you went through and what you go through when that happens. I can't even wrap my head around that. It must be awful. Yeah,
2: I know it's a little messed up, but I love hearing that story just because every runner has that. No one willingly tells that story. No one's like, do you want to hear about the time I almost put my pants on the run or the time (laughs) I did? Like no one offers that up at a party. But then you hear someone share that story and then people are like, oh, yeah, it's happened to me. Oh, yeah. Like when you've had that either happen or close to happening and you have that moment of panic, that's Crohn's all the time. And I hate the idea that it's happening to other people. Like, I hate that that happened to you, Crystal, but also cool. Like, (laughs) you get it. And like, it's so hard to explain life with this disease in a way that's not gross. Like, I don't think poop jokes are funny. To this day, I have never once used the poop emoji on my phone like I'm not offended. I just like, I don't know, like the scene in Bridesmaids that everyone thinks is hysterical. I'm like, oh, that's
1: like that was Tuesday. Like is, that's, Tom always says, it's that's, just lazy. It's just lazy. Yeah, it's it's, it's
0: like, lazy I, like humor. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're going to go there, you need to bring something new to the equation. I will say yeah. that I feel like the Bridesmaids scene did. But by and large, those jokes, are. it's just lazy humor. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Be yeah, better. I don't know. I've
2: just I've never like been one for poop jokes.
4: Yeah, totally. If other way. people
2: think they're funny, but like eh, it's just not for me. But I have to talk about this stuff all the time because it's a really big part of my life. And all I want is for people to understand and be empathetic. And so I do care a lot about building awareness, mostly because like, I don't expect you to feel bad for me. I don't need your sympathy. All I want is if you are someone who controls a public restroom, let me use it when I ask. That is the only reason I care about spreading awareness because the number of times I have been in an emergency situation and run into a store, a restaurant, whatever it is, and been denied the use of a restroom probably a hundred times. Wow. And that is the worst. And that is so hard to explain to people. And, you know, actually, it's really cool that I've had people reach out to me that either follow me or listen to my podcast and are like, hey, I work at XYZ. And the rule here is we are not supposed to let people use our restroom. But the other day, a woman came in and asked if she could use it. And I thought of you. And I said, sure. And I was like, "Yes, that's
1: I awesome! Did my job. Yeah. yeah, that's wonderful." It's like you don't think about those things if you're not a person who has Crohn's disease. So you know, you think of it as people are going to go in the bathroom and do God knows what in there. You know, that's why I think that's where business owners are coming from. You know, and it's like maybe they should have like a card that you can be like, "I really need to." Like this is legit. This
0: I've, is <laughs> I have a special dispensation.
1: Yeah, because you don't have time to explain it in that moment that like it's Crohn's and here's what this means and. Here's why it's important because it's an emergency. So if you could just like flash them a card and walk in, that would be fabulous.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation, I have a card. Oh, you do. Says, Yeah. yeah. So the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation, which they do amazing work, they have cards that say like it's an emergency. But I will tell you, nobody. You go into, and I'll give you an example. Uh, Starbucks is a popular repeat offender. I don't even bother at Starbucks anymore Uh, because you either need to buy something, or there's a code, or it's out of order. It's not out of order. Where are you going to the bathroom? (laughs) But one time I was, I was (laughs) seriously. (laughs) But I was outlet shopping once with my friend, and we were in J Crew. I will always remember, and I was like, I need a bathroom now and i asked the woman i'm like can i use your bathroom it's an emergency and she was like it's for employees only you have to go down this street and around <laughs> have the block an application? and blah, blah, blah. and i was <laughs> like yeah i was like i'm so sorry like it's an emergency i have crohn's disease and she was just like it's our policy like just no humanity right no like and i get it they don't want to get in trouble with their boss yeah. like i do understand that but i just think we've gotten to such a place in society where restroom access is a privilege and not a right And I think that's a real problem, not just for people with Crohn's, but for lots of different parts of the population. So anyway, that's my very long rant that I just want to spread awareness so that people understand what we're going through. The number of times I have been in public and I have lied and told people I am pregnant because if you're pregnant, they will let you use their restroom. (laughs) Crohn's, mm -mm, they don't know what that is. But pregnant, and I'm like, one of these days, it's going to be, like, someone who listens to the podcast, and they're going to be like, oh, my God, you're pregnant? Or, some, or, like, someone who's, like, friends with my mom,
4: and it's going to be like,
2: Lori, I saw Allison at the Dunkin' Donuts. I didn't know she's pregnant, and I'm going to get a call from my mom. Like, But, like, sometimes I'll, like, hold my belly. I'm like, I'm so sorry, like, clearly pregnant. And then if they're like, oh, yeah, go ahead. I'm like, you think I look pregnant? What the hell? It's a lose-lose for everyone. But... Sometimes it works.
0: You saved your (laughs) dignity, but you lost your self-esteem.
2: And got a phone call from my mom. So
1: So how did you become an announcer? You said you were announcing a race. How did that happen? Was that because of the podcast? Uh,
2: Kind of. I feel like everything I do at this point is intertwined. It all sort of comes back to running. So I joked a couple years ago saying that my dream is just to stand at a finish line and cheer for runners. And then I was like, wait, that's a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's what the announcers do. <laughs> and this is when we were in New York city. Actually, we were living in New Jersey at the time and that New York is where New York road runners is based. And that's who puts on lots and lots of races, including the New York city marathon. And I am friends with a lot of people who work there or used to work there, including this wonderful woman named Christine Burke, who is one of the VPs at New York Roadrunners. And I said to her, I was like, my dream, I want to try race announcing. I was like, what do I have to do? Like, do I have to go back to college for this? She was like... (laughs) What? <laughs> College? Like no. Um but I didn't know. I was like like are there courses that you take like how do you learn this masterful art of saying good job, good job? Like <laughs> where can I study this? <laughs> Meanwhile, I've like run a million races at this point. Like, I don't know. Just imposter syndrome was something new and she was like, "Yeah, let me talk to the team and see if we need any more announcers." And like New York Road Owners has announcers. They have a team of like 12 that they rotate around all these races, but she vouched for me and gave my name to the events team. And they reached out and they were like, Hey, we have a race this weekend or like in a couple weeks, our first ever, the Newport, what was it? The Newport 5k. I think it was in New Jersey, which was cool. Cause I was living there and they were like, we need another announcer. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm so nervous. (laughs) I thought I would be like shadowing the other announcers. No, no. I was (laughs) by myself at race day central. They like hand me a rough script and they're like, yeah, like do whatever. And I'm like, what? Like, you're just (laughs) giving me a microphone and power. Like, I'm going to be playing family feud up here before you know it. I was so nervous. And I guess I did okay, because then they asked me to do more. And then I got to be one of the finish line announcers at the 2019 New York City Marathon. was The last year that they had the New York City Marathon. So that was one of the best days of my life. Just it literally is standing at the finish line and cheering for people and just seeing it's magical. And I cry when I think about that day and those stories so it's really cool and then when we came up to new hampshire there is a running company up here called millennium running that they do a lot of the events in new hampshire and i ran one of their races posted about it on instagram being like this was so fun They shout out to Barry, who's their social media and marketing guy, like tapped through, saw my profile, was like, oh, she has a lot of followers. Oh, she has a podcast. Oh, she's a race announcer. (laughs) And they reached out and were like, you want to announce our races? They had never had a female announcer, any of their races. So I am their first female announcer. I know. (laughs) So that's fun. And now I'm with them. Like I do all of their races now, which is really fun. And so, That is just a cool side hobby. I've met a lot of great people through it, but it's just, you get to be there on a really special day in people's lives because whether it's a turkey trot that their family is doing together, or it's a marathon that they've trained for for six months or a year, to get to be there on these special days in people's lives is so awesome. And look, let's be honest. No one cares about the race announcer. No one's like, you know what's great about that event? The announcer. <laughs> Until you say somebody's you
0: name notice? wrong.
2: <laughs> oh, which we do. Yeah. we, we hear There's no people. way you
0: can't. That yeah, many there's people, too many names. You're going to screw somebody's many. name.
2: So my approach to that is I will always try my best and I will never not say your name because it looks too hard. Because okay. I think that's unfair. So sure. like which is hard at the New York city marathon with a massive international field, like some of the names coming up there. I'm like, there's no vowels. I don't know what to do with this, (laughs) Yeah, but I will always try because I would rather try and recognize you and honor you then ignore you. I always apologize if I get it wrong. Like people are funny. If there's a hard name and it's a smaller race in New Hampshire and I say someone's name, I'll joke, I'll be like, did I get it right? Was I close? And they'll be like, eh. But if it's a hard name and you get it right, you made their day. (laughs) People have (laughs) high-fived me. It makes their day. And so (laughs) I'm well aware that no one actually cares about the announcers. It's just something that I think is really fun and I love getting to be there. And especially because my stomach has been kind of a mess lately. I don't really get to run these races. I just don't trust that my stomach's going to hold up for a half marathon, but then I still get to be there and feel the runner's high. You know, I wasn't good in science, but I think that's osmosis. I don't <laughs> like it's like similar.
0: And I only know that because so. it was a cartoon called mm-hmm. Osmosis Jones, and that's how it worked.
2: <laughs> that's oh, that's how it with Chris
0: Rock and oh, Bill Murray. How,
2: wait, how old are you? I've never
1: heard of such a thing. <laughs>
0: I'm 50. <laughs> It's from, like, late 90s. They turn into a Saturday morning cartoon. She said, you're old. I I know I'm old.
2: (laughs) I'm, like, trying to joke, but I'm really not good. Like, making fun of people. Like, that's so not my natural type of humor is, like, (laughs) I'll try to, like... Make a joke at someone's expense. And I'm immediately like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? Like, I, was, I didn't mean to be mean. I was just trying to be funny. Like,
1: are you mad at me? <laughs> no,
0: sorry, I'm really I'm so good sorry. at it. So you're fine. Yeah. Like, you gotta.
1: <laughs> it's hard to insult yeah. yeah. I can...
0: <laughs> and I don't know what it is. I have this innate I ability. Trying. I can say like the rudest thing to somebody ever. And they'll just laugh.
1: I don't know how he does yeah. it. I'm I'm like you, Allie. I can't say anything to people. If I try to make a joke, people are like, I don't know. There's something about my face whenever I say it. And Tom can say anything to people and they're laughing with them i don't know it's a gift
0: i think it's just white wow. privilege
1: <laughs> sexism
2: yeah, yeah. A i
0: dash mean after that sexism. yeah a dash of that yeah so yeah. it's one of the perks you know what are you gonna do <laughs> they're not yeah. laughing at all they're just, they're just socialized that way okay. that's what i'll find out on my deathbed and be like oh my god i was a <laughs> the whole time i thought i was charming <laughs> i was just gonna ask what your leaderboard name was
2: Ali on the run, one, one. Oh, somebody beat that you. That is my it? name on everything. Oh, okay, oh. okay. We thought okay. somebody stole it. Well, I didn't it. even check on Peloton. <laughs> no. So, I mean, I'm sure she's lovely. When I joined Twitter, <laughs> I think it was Twitter that I must have joined first because that was before Instagram. I joined Twitter and Allie on the Run was taken. So Aww. I had to be Ally on the Run one. Aww. And then I just wanted to keep it consistent across no, all the platforms. Sense. So I'm Allie on the Run one on Instagram. There is an Allie on the Run. She's private. Based on her profile photo, I believe she is a mom who runs because I think her picture is like her with kids or that's in her bio or something. She gets tagged a lot. <laughs> lot
4: I
0: noticed. She's had, like, "What is happening?" Tag her yeah. And goes,
2: yeah, she's like, "I don't host a podcast. Like, please stop." <laughs> but you know, I've been Allie on the Run one for since two thousand nine or whatever now, so I'm very used to it. But I'm also Allie on the Run one on Peloton.
1: Awesome, that's great. And do you have any advice for people just getting started with running, just getting started with Peloton?
2: Yeah, same advice for both is make sure that it's fun for you. I hear from people all the time who are like, I really want to be a runner, but I hate running. And I'm like, then pick something else. (laughs) Like, you don't have to do this thing that you hate. I think the easiest way to stay motivated to do something is to make sure it's the thing that you like. But also to not focus on the numbers, the metrics, the people around you. I think whether it's a race or a run or the leaderboard, it's really easy to get caught up in where you stand, in the numbers, in the paces, in the distance. There's always someone to compare yourself to, including your past self and your future self. I think that the best thing you can do for yourself is to stay in the present moment. Know that every day is going to feel different. Know that there are going to be great days on the run and days that your landscaper catches you pooping in the bushes. <laughs> and so, you know, just take them as they come.
0: Words to live.
2: By. Yeah, I
1: feel like that should be on a bumper. Scale. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it should be in my bio. Yeah. It
0: should. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us and spending so much time with us. Just remind everybody where they can find you before we let you go.
2: Yeah. Allie on the run one everywhere on social and the Ally on the run show podcast, which is on all major podcasting platforms. It's on iTunes, Apple podcasts, Spotify. My blog is out or my website, I guess is Allie on the run blog.com. Cause again, Ally on the run was taken. So <laughs> Ally on the run blog, which is like so dated now, but whatever. <laughs> so yeah, check me out, follow along the show. I promise it appeals to all. All runners, you don't have to follow professional running. You don't have to be any type of runner. My goal with the show is that everyone in this community feels seen and represented and welcomed. And that if you run, you are a runner. You get to own that title for life and would love to have you. That's awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Yes,
1: thank you.
0: So I guess that brings this episode to a close. What, pray tell, do you have in store for people next week?
1: Uh, Next week, we are going to talk to Jennifer Barker. Uh, She has created the group. Let's see muscles milestones and motivation and i may not be saying the three m's (laughs) in the right order but But they're all uh, in there
0: somewhere they're in
1: there and we're gonna hear all about why and like This group is amazing and has grown super Fast so lots to hear about
0: Awesome well uh, until then where can people Find you
1: people can find me on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe They can find me on Instagram Twitter the Bike and of course the tread at Clipout Crystal
0: And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe find the show online at Facebook.com slash the Clipout while you're There like the page join the group Uh, Don't forget our YouTube channel YouTube.com Slash the Clipout where you can watch All the episodes in their entirety and of course, sign up for our newsletter at theclipout.com. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep pedaling
1: and running.